It's random convos from the couch. Hey everyone, it's Cody and Charisma. And you're now listening to Random Convos from the Couch Podcast. Stay tuned. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Back with another episode of Random Convos. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Another week of I'm sure crazy shit happened. Uh, we do not have an outline today. We just gonna be winging it, right? Okay, <laughs> winging it. I think we just gonna be random. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, getting off how we typically start with new music. Yeah, new music dropped. Um, dropped yesterday. Um, Larry Uncle, June. Yes, Uncle Larry himself. Uh, dropped a project. Uncle Larry, aren't y'all like the same age? Well, yeah, but he like the he he'll, he'll sometimes call himself like Uncle Larry. Or so just, you would address the nigga as Uncle Larry? Yeah, it don't make no difference. No, you wouldn't. because sometimes like Uncle could be a term of endearment. Like, look at Snoop. What up, yeah, nephew? Yeah, but the nigga's actually, but he's actually older than these niggas. Yeah, I know, but I mean, he ain't calling Dr. Dre nephew. It is there, exactly because they're the same fucking age. <laughs> but anyway. Larry June. Yes, Larry June himself dropped uh, Spaceships on the Blade. Uh, what did you think of the project? I thought it was great. It it sounded like a, a Larry June project. And I'm happy because of the fact that, like, um, this was, I think, the most tracks he's had on one album. Uh, and I know we had talked about, like, the whole game and 30 songs. But for somebody like a Larry June who I can... I can just listen to him the whole entire day. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind it. Plus, it, w- I mean, it wasn't like overbearing. I never had to look at the album like how many songs is left. Yeah. Um, but it flowed really well. Uh, it had production from Cardo, Mr. Rogers, Alchemist, uh, Jake One. Um, had, it was a very good project. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so happy for Larry June because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I, I didn't discover him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed since... You know, I started listening to him, like, you know, months ago. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that a lot of people that I'm friends with, like, on social media, they repost some of his stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And so, that makes me happy because I'm like, wow, I'm happy he's getting bigger. You know, like, more people are becoming more aware of who he is. But I, yeah. But I like the song with Currency. Yeah, uh, 5.0 Chronicles. Uh, um, I think... Because I don't think they have one together. I mean, I know they have a bunch of collabs and they always hit, but I would like to have a, a Larry June Currency project. You remember I thought that they, no, I think I, I used to get Ellie Dollar too, confused with them just because, you know, I, th- I thought they were from the same area. No, all of them were different, three different know, states. It's funny. But you remember, I thought they were just because like, because their flow mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, they sound like they from. Yeah, so. like and they all rap almost like around the same things like cars, you yeah. know, and shit. But they make it, but they make it so interesting in everything. Um, I do like the song with him and Two Chains. Uh, Chains had a very good verse, mm-hmm. um, and stuff. I do. Um, I'm trying to think what was uh, because I added some myself. I liked things you do. I love the. Corte Madera. Yeah, California. Yeah, that's good. Organic um, just adjustments. Yeah, I like that. Uh, um, I'll make time. I like spaceships and orange oh, juice. Oh, and uh, I'm him. You know, it's a good little. Oh, 
You know, he 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 really that was a West Coast. He made song. he made something for the fellas. Yeah. <laughs> you got Beyonce talking about you know, you know I'm I'm that girl. Mm-hmm. Megan talking about I'm her her. You know like. Mm-hmm. And then I'm him. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely. Everybody check that project out. Uh, if you just want some real good feel good mom- music, it's it, it, if you don't listen, like say if you're not listening to Larry June, I'm sure that it's going to be different from what you listen to already. So if you want to break from what you are already listening to, Larry June is the perfect person to, to do that with. And I hope he comes out with a tour schedule soon because. So he can go. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what city and what date and everything. So, yeah. Another uh, person that came out with a project. I didn't finish it all the way, but I did get through a few songs was Tink. Oh, she um, did drop the project, huh? She did. It's called Pillow Talk. Okay, tell me about it. Um, from what I listened to, um, the songs sound great. It's all, I think it's all executive executive produced by a hit maker. Okay. Um, the entire project. Uh, but she has like, she had like a redo of, I didn't listen to it, but I know it's on there. The Boy Is Mine. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. And then uh, she actually had a song on there with a person you just mentioned, 2 Chains, okay. with a Cater to You sample. Okay. Um, and she was on a podcast, and they were asking, like, how did that go about clearing the Destiny Child sample? Because, you know, it kind of happened with Fabio. Fabio, yeah. Right. And they were, she said that, you know, they just had, I guess make sure everything was in order mm-hmm. and they listened to the song and they liked it. So they said she could use it. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a, it's a really good project though. Okay. Okay. I might check it out. I might check it out. Um, and stuff like on my free time. Uh, I'll just go ahead and mention, cause I remember you, since you just mentioned something about like, you know, clearing samples and everything. Um, we last week, the game had came out with dramatic, and it just seemed like it's been the you, re- tell, you tell me it didn't do well well yeah that but like the reception isn't really getting where it's like other stuff outside of the album or whatever it's not it's it's the last stuff that's just going on so he came out with with 31 songs and so the nipsey song that you know because he had a, a nipsey feature and is no longer on there and mainly because black sam nipsey's brother wanted to pull the track Rightfully so, because uh, WAC 100, which is Game's manager, just been talking ever since Nip has passed. He's just been talking recklessly, which is really weird to me. Because I remember when that first started happening, because especially mm-hmm. how <clears throat> and this is I'm not all not at all trying to take away, you know, from the friendship that maybe the Game and Nipsey had, right? But if that was truly your friend, your brother, whatever. Mm-hmm. Why are you still letting this man manage you? Right. After what he said to your so-called About, really close friend. Yeah, said that, you know, he was like a fake gangster. He got a gay sex tape out. He got a sex tape with Lauren and another man and all these other things. And just saying all these things. And I Maybe think he's in a crazy contract. Maybe he, he could be. It's just because he said that he, him and Wack always have like disagreements like every day. I'm thinking like they may be trying to keep those those conversations separate. But I think what it is is that if you're so much of a public figure and you put out all this stuff publicly, you, you would think that you would address, you know. Who else is his, uh, does he manage? Oh, uh, Blueface. Okay, pause. 
how are you managing niggas and ain't releasing no music? I know the game just did this. Uh-huh. Blueface had a single three, four years ago. He ain't yeah. released shit else. Yeah, the most we've heard about him is him and his, his girlfriend. And we, she's the star of the show. Yeah. So, it's a show or is it just you? No, like... Oh, like, that's a metaphor. Yeah. Like oh, I see a, what you mean. She's the star of all day drama. I got you. People like... Who is this nigga? Right. He ain't had a single in four years. Yeah. And this in the game, he listens to music. So, is he really a manager? Well, see, that's what people. He might some, have game in like some type of contract, like a Suge Knight type of situation. <laughs> it could be because like since they uh, since they're gang members, exactly. That maybe it's like it ain't. It's like you here for life. So either that or death type shit. And Hopefully would, not. And but would I mean I don't know the lingo. Yeah. But would Wack be considered games OG? It could be. Yeah, I mean, he he's, he's old enough. I mean, you know. just because he's that older. That nigga, you can call him uncle. But that don't mean he's older. <laughs> don't mean nothing. That's true. We know niggas be trying to get in games as, get in games as adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I see what you do with that. No, but <laughs> but at the same time, it's just a, it's a crazy fact that, like, so you said all this stuff about Nipsey. Y'all, y'all try to profit off of it, basically. So, you know, Black Sam pulled that so they had to. Then I found out that they had to, to get rid of the the uh, NBA Youngboy track because they didn't have enough money to pay him. And you know, NBA Youngboy asked for half of the verse. Like, they cut him a deal. Like So, NBA Youngboy's... Boys half of the verse? Th- no, not half the verse. I mean half the money. So, NBA Youngboy's guest feature rate is 300000 they he did the verse for a hundred and fifty thousand. This, this dude's <laughs> fan base must be bigger than what I know. It's it, it surprising me. He must be like a little yachty, not little yachty, a little, little, little Uzi verse. I think he's. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a go off the room and say I think he's bigger. I think he's better. I don't listen to his, this nigga's music like that. I don't but either. I think, but okay, but I'm gonna tell you right now. If, if y'all want to know how big this NBA Youngboy's like fan base kids, is, right? Go to Double XL Magazine's Twitter. And when they ever tweet about anybody, literally anybody, look at the comments. You're going to find at least three or more comments. Well, NBA Youngboy would have did this better. Or NBA Youngboy, you know, like it's... That's a dude that got like a bunch of kids, right? Yeah, at a young age. Like this nigga's like, what, 20? And he got like, what, six kids already or something? I don't know. He, it Don't... I'm, and I'm not really looking for the facts and stuff. But yeah, but in my mind, I'm like, but the album was already done. So how, So did he not get paid before the album got out? Especially for the fact that this album was like pushed back many times, so, I don't know. So I I just don't know. So I guess that they were saying like they had to get rid of that because they got to put more in the budget. And to me, it sounds like you're a bad manager. It just that's what it seems like. It's just who, what type of managing is he doing? Yeah. So I don't know, but I just want to bring that up. Okay, so we can stick with music and talk about the Murder Inc. doc that is on BT right now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I would say like this, y'all. I, I recommend it for the first two episodes so far that's already uh, been aired. It's definitely a good doc. Um, finding out a lot of behind the scenes stuff, especially for the fact that like maybe if you didn't know too much about Irv Gotti, to ass- I, I know I didn't. Yeah, to assist that like I didn't you, know that you he see was a him real producer, right? But he's... I thought he was like a Diddy, you know? Like, no, no, like no, no, a no. non-producer. Nigga. Nah, see when I listen to um. When I used to listen to Reasonable Doubt or like Jay Z's music and stuff back in the day, especially around the you know when he, he was catch coming my up, shade. huh? I said he, I said I thought he was like a Diddy. Yeah, I seen like a non-producer nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way he be talking, he seemed like that, but nah. Yeah, like um, he really make beats, y'all. But when I tell you, so 
I remember when I listened to Reasonable Doubt, but when I really started to pay attention to Reasonable Doubt, like when I'm like really like being serious, I think it was 2005 or 2006. Mm-hmm. And then I, w- I went to Wikipedia and that's when I, f- I kind of found out about that website, like th- in high school. I didn't, I didn't know that he was first with Jay-Z. Yeah. See, that's the thing. See, I thought he was always Ja Rule. Nah, see, I, I not, see, that's the thing. That's why I said y'all definitely should check out the documentary because here's the thing. Always when I went to like to see who produced the tracks, I'm trying to get familiar with a lot of these names because a lot of these people are producing tracks like a Big or a Nas or a Tupac or all these things. So you want to like get familiar with a lot of people, like you want to educate yourself, especially if you love hip-hop the music and, and yeah, hip hop and everything. And when I saw DJ Irv produce uh, "Can I Live," which is one of my favorite tracks, is that, from is that it. what it said? It's, it's, yeah, it said DJ Irv. Okay. And so in my mind, I was like, "Oh, that's Irv Gotti." I'm like, "Oh, I thought he was just the because literally, like, how these people will come out the way, like, the way they get introduced to a lot of these newer people. That's what people think. Like Stevie J. Stevie J is a cold ass producer, but mm-hmm. y'all wouldn't know that if y'all wouldn't if y'all never watched. Uh, uh, love of hip hop, right? You know, you would I, think I, he. I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know who he was. Exactly. Until so then, you look him and like, oh, like he's working with Mariah like, yeah, he, and stuff. Yeah. So this, like, they not no no little niggas. They they some they some dudes. Well, the thing was, it's funny how we even got to Irv Gotti's name. Jay Z and Irv Gotti had an argument, and then Jay Z was like, "Nigga, your name Irvin." <laughs> Like, what you gonna tell me? Like, you need to go buy something like Irv Gotti, and then that's how it stuck. So we have to credit Jay Z for the Irv Gotti persona, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Irv really been—he been doing this since the late '80s. Like, he been DJing and knowing. And I, I found out too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that he had discovered it. Well, not really discovered, but he's really who brought on DMX. I didn't know that either. Yeah, the, uh, which that was the three. Uh, I do remember that magazine cover when I was younger. I didn't understand i wish i would have kept it because i think i saw it at when the double xl yeah the double xl but i remember i think with bars and noble had a store in the mall or uh, whatever and i remember seeing that cover when i was younger uh when i was with my sister or something like that but then yeah um jay-z like and you gotta understand like at that time that's big jay-z jaru and dmx mm-hmm. like that's a big situation getting them to where they needed to get to for people that wasn't on bad boy I'm not gonna lie. Even when I saw that, mm-hmm. maybe just because I don't really know his rapping ability, mm-hmm. I didn't know that Ja Rule was that good of a rapper. Yeah, he. I think. I think he just had that. Maybe just because I just knew his poppy hits. Yeah, like the the J Lo and the yeah. Shanti records and all but that. He, but he is actually. What would I rapper. do without my baby? Yeah, and I mean, like those are good songs. Yeah, oh yeah. But I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, he's a great rapper. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so, he but he just, really is a good rapper, though. Well, I I would say between Jay Z and DMX, he wasn't the the top. He he's in the top three between those three, but he's last. My nigga, how you gonna say he's in the top three? It's three of them niggas. Yeah, he, he, he said, but he last. He, he there. Yeah, he, he top three. Yeah, I mean, look, you I can't think, even do a top three if it's only three. <laughs> well, he's there. <laughs> let me let me each each person's gonna place. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, just, you you had never you had never seen a track beat uh, with like a race with three people, and if they all have fast times, they all get a, a, you, a medal. Yeah. That's how it happened. <laughs> so okay, uh, but yeah, they they touched on that. They touched on the beef between uh, Ja Rule and G Unit. Um, I love the fact that they had Black Child because uh, I used to watch. Uh, 
to this day I still watch it. Beef DVD. That's when mm. I first kind of like knew about the behind the scenes beef between that and Black Chat when he tells a story. That shit he because he gonna make it dramatic and I love it. So he was just talking about how, like, you know, they had a fight in one of the floors at the studio. Somebody bumped into the light. He said, well, no, no gangster shit. Like, that's supposed to be some hard shit. Just niggas bumped into the light. They were like, yo, where the get at? He grabbed this knife. He's like, well, I'm going to just start poking niggas. And that's how it happened. <laughs> but it's like, it's really cool. And it's like nice to pretty much everyone is a documentary. Except. Even Jay-Z, except Ashanti. Yeah. Um, just obviously her and Irv. Even... Prior to the mm-hmm. Drink Champs interview, they don't, they don't fuck, fuck with, with each other, other so yeah. she's not in it. But yeah. everyone else, though, is. Like, I was even shocked to see Jay-Z there. Yeah, because, like, Jay-Z's one of those... I think, I think Jay-Z is one of those people today that, like... He probably looks back like you know a lot of a lot of people did a solid for me. Like, mm-hmm. I think that he probably still could get in touch with a lot of people back in the day. As long as, if it, if the if the the relationship didn't end bad or anything. Yes, but I'm sure yeah. I called him like, "Hey, bro, yeah, you mind speaking for me?" And it's like he probably like, yeah, yeah. And he and he's probably and he's glad to do it and everything like that. Like so I'm he happy, says, especially they ain't got no bad blood. Like, yeah, you know, because I mean, it's a lot of things that Irv did for Jay to get him to a certain level. You know, um, unfortunately, I wish we would have got this doc while DMX was still alive because I would have loved to hear his side to a lot of well, these things. Well, I mean, we saw too. Like when it first, oh, yeah, started. they did post the old clips, yeah, because like yeah. uh, back in 2019 when his dad was still alive, yeah, so they did actually start the thing, yeah. I don't know, well, why. I think those was just separate oh, interviews clips. and they yeah. just kind of brought it, yeah. I'm saying, but yeah. I feel like that's probably when they maybe started recording, right? So they probably, yeah, um, even if they would have did some of outs- you know, that, that outside thing. of that, y'all definitely check it out. You guys would definitely enjoy it, just you know. You know, hearing about a whole lot of things behind the scenes and shit like that. Even the way that the I'm Real record, how that was created. It was on some petty shit. For sure. And it wasn't working itself out. So, yeah. All right. So, um, I wanted to briefly talk about P-Valley. P-Valley um, season two just ended. Okay. Um, now I would watch the y'all. I didn't really watch it. Yeah. I would tell y'all this. Um, season one definitely was an overall better season. However... Little Marta's acting skills improved. Not to say he was bad last year, but he really stepped up in everything. Even when he, to well, the, I don't know if it improved. I think you you got to be able to see his ability. Yeah, and he he and he exceeded. You know, um, the expectations and everything. Even the songs he even dropped were even. I know, know. I've seen people online talking about like he legit needs to make a hip hop. Like rap album. Yeah, it's so the only thing is, is that like when you go and look on um Apple Music is his real name, J mm-hmm. uh Alafons Nicholson Nelkerson or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh Lil Murder sounds a little better. Uh but I, I who knows? I who knows? I think Stars probably owns the characters, so they probably just can't be like, Yeah, you can make you can't make an album under Yeah, that. and plus too, like people forgetting y'all. Like somebody else be writing them songs. Yeah, it ain't um, really him. You know, Deontay Hitchcock, the song "Calling" with a uh, big crit and uh, mm-hmm. Westside He wrote uh, the Seven Pounds of Pressure" song. Oh wow! So yeah, he he was talking about hey y'all. So now since the episode came out, I want to let y'all know me and my team we wrote that whole song. So basically, there's a reference track of him rapping that, and they just pay, pretty much just gave them the whole song. So I'm sure that check was nice. Yeah, no, um, but I'm saying too, but like that's also what people need to realize when they want like. When people play characters who are mm-hmm. artists, they're like, oh, you should really just be like, y'all, there's somebody actually doing this shit. They're not right. actually. Right. 
So, Rappers. so yeah. Uh, but happy about that. Um, um, Autumn or um, Haley, as y'all may know she's her. Gone. She's gone after this. That's it. I didn't like the fact that it's almost like they leave you with a cliffhanger, but she ain't even gonna be back. Now I can't say how to. Pre- this is what I think will happen. I think they they started season two. Um, taping it, but then the pandemic happened. So I think those first few episodes were probably taped uh, way longer than what it needed to be. And then I think that whole pandemic shit fucked everything up. Um, and I think we probably got a different ending and, you know, maybe it wasn't a, a lot of agreements that was going on and stuff like that. It was just... I mean, but people, she needs to go. Wait, wait, well, yeah, she this season she was annoying. Don't get me wrong. She was. She it was, was I mean, even I think, when I saw, she was a bitch. Yeah. Nobody liked the ass. Yeah, and then on top, I think her scenes were the skippable ones. Like, mm-hmm. you just, like... I, it's like, you gotta watch it because you don't want to, like, have a scene happen and then you didn't know what happened because you didn't watch the scene. But then when you start to realize, man, I don't like this part of the storyline. Hurry up. I'm... I'm I want to know about the Mercedes experience. I want to see a uh, little murder rapping and making all this thing, but then him really trying to confess his love to uh, Uncle Clifford and they get their shit going. Um, the, now, oh girl. Uh, Big Bone? Huh? Big Bone? Big Bone. Yeah. Oh, oh you're talking about uh, Miracle Watts. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I was about to talk about um, first, her first card, face card never declines. Um, Mississippi. Okay. Um, how her husband... Oh, I want Derek? him. I want him dead next season. He better. He better be dead. I need that nigga on a t-shirt by next season because I don't like him. Airbrushed. Yeah. Oh, airbrushed for sure. You know, have his have his mama set up a gun for me. Mm. You know, I don't like this nigga. I'm sure if y'all watch this, I know. I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. I know I'm not. But uh, yeah. So, but I would say like this: season two, it was it was okay. I know they're capable of getting back to how season one was. I do think that maybe it, after a while, if you haven't noticed a lot of these new shows, when it's season one, it's so new to us. We like it, mm-hmm. but it's like, you got to keep it going. And it's kind of hard to do that because it's like, if you have one bad episode in the next season, then it kind of just ruins I the mean, year. Because I just, I mean, cause I just feel like I, I wonder, I know there is more they could do like develop with the storyline, mm-hmm. but then I also be thinking too, is like, isn't really primarily is it like the whole, premises it's like uncle clifford is always trying to save the pink right yeah that's that's kind of what it is so what's gonna happen when maybe they do save it then what's the, what how do you keep it going yeah you know because you know I mean? they had a bunch of grand reopenings you know yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's crazy like, it's stuff uh but yeah so we'll, we'll we'll see how it happens and everything now this is uh one thing i want to bring up because like i said this is just a random ass show not even just by the podcast but just how everything is so this uh this past week, Charisma and I were driving. I don't even know how we got on to this discussion. And I was telling her, uh the it was there's some funny parts of that things that my dad would say that like I think he was dead serious, but he'd just be saying some off the wall type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So at the time, y'all, uh here in Oklahoma City, I would, you know, we used to work in on the east side of Oklahoma City. And he was telling me, like, I need to kind of watch my back. I think he had this thing, like, it's nothing but crime that happens on the east side. Or, like, all these little mythical things. It happens all over. People just put too much emphasis on other places and not other ones. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me, like, you know, you better watch your surroundings because niggas going to want your Honda Civic. 
Because I drove a Honda Civic at the time. Yeah, and I, and I, and yeah, when Cody told me that, I was cracking up because I was like, okay. Yeah, like in my mind, I looked at it like at, as soon as he said this was over a decade ago, and um, I looked at it like, ain't nobody really checking for a Honda Civic. Yeah, like, like, he, like who is scoping at, like out of all these cars? You really think? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, I, I didn't get it. You said you had another. Another yeah, one so I I had okay, so my dad. Now we talk about the 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 parts of the city and everything. So east side is predominantly black and you know everything like that. Well, I lived on the north side, but then what happened was is that we just happened to get a new house in Edmond, Oklahoma. Edmond is more predominantly like a lot of more white people. Um, that's all, yes, white people. Yeah, that's really where you can leave it at. But my dad had this this deal about how like he living in Edmond, it's like. It's like he kind of like made it out the hood, even though we never lived like that. Yeah, like he just almost like he he brags about the type of living he was doing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He was so freaking proud to be living in Edmond. Like he would just make it known. This is the most random thing that my dad has done. Okay. So we had a family. He got we got a new Bible for like the house, but we we would take it to church, Mm -hmm. ironically, on the east side. But I think that's why he did it just now think about it out loud so we had the bible now you know how you could put you can uh, engrave it on mm-hmm. the front now people typically put their name mm-hmm. we did that the thomases mm-hmm. my daddy under thomas put edmund <laughs> fam to let you know which which thomases they were the ones that lived in Edmond. <laughs> there was no other Thomases in the in the in, in, in the, the church in the congregation. <laughs> yeah, no other Thomases in the congregation. And I remember the day he brought this home, and my mama looked at him like, "Why do you have our <laughs> city on here?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not even the, he didn't have an address. He yeah, put Edmond. Edmund. And so she looked at him with the whole. Well, what, what, was, the, what was the point of it? What was the point? And so she was like, people are going to read this as Mr. <laughs> the Thomas family admin or something like whatever, how he wrote it. He li- literally had the whole space for his, for admin. He had to make sure he got admin in there, gold That's letters funny. and everything. And it, and it made me think to myself, I bet he went everywhere telling people, yeah, I live in Edmond. You know, I'm from Edmond. I live in Edmond. I'm, I'm with, I'm with, he, I think he used the whole, I'm with the white folks upper, up up in Edmond and shit like oh that. God. I was like in my mind, I was like, that was just weird. Oh yeah. my god, that's embarrassing. And so now I understood why a lot of people probably looked at us like we were the weird ones. Obviously, I mean, your daddy was acting like that. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up just because I was like, well, I didn't ever tell you that part because you were like, dang, we should have just said that for the show, the first part. <laughs> but the second part was just like whatever, you know. That's super funny and stuff. Um, you got any uh? Any other things? I know Charger and Challengers are disconnected. They're not. Dodgers ain't making those cars no more. So, hold on. If you can hear right now, you can hear Army recruiting, a recruiter crying right now because of that shit. Like, what they gonna do? How they, I mean, Camaros maybe, but that's about it. Was that supposed to be a joke? It was. I know it didn't hit. You was looking up. She was looking up something on the phone. So, I'm keeping that yeah, in there. Yeah, I don't yeah. care what y'all say. Um, <laughs> let's see some, let me see some stuff I've seen. Uh, you hear about, uh, they were talking about some linebacker who plays at a Northern Illinois school. Mm-hmm. He is, 
He is an eighth year senior. He's an eighth year senior, okay. In history. Why? Sir, give it up. Do they have his age? Does it really matter? He's an eight year senior. So, are, did he stay at one university for eight years? I think so. That's. He, yeah, yeah that he, he started. He started college the same year as Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Christian Wilkins, and Kyler Murray. And he's still playing for NIU. Okay. Go to Illinois University, okay. The football team probably, they probably, uh, well, he could, we don't know. He could have got hurt for a lot. You know how rest shirt years you had. But, but my thing is, my nigga, let it go, bro. The NFL don't want you. Because you've been in the, the yeah, league too you, you still trying to, you, you holding on to it. Sir. <laughs> like, come on now. He probably in a situation where somebody told him that, uh, hey, I'm just let you know. Um, you're going to have to make it or you're going to starve to death for some shit. I, don't wanna, I, I, and I think to... he's just doing it for pride at this point. Let it go. Yeah. You want to go ahead and get into uh, Can You Believe This Shit? Sure. You, oh, do you have yours? Already open. If not, I can go ahead and start it. Uh, I'll let you go ahead. Okay. Cause, uh, so the one I found, I specifically feel like you can relate to it. And if you would like to tell you us, you know, the view, viewers, uh, listeners, and myself about your experiences, you might as well. If I, if I want to, yes. Okay, cool. Los Angeles black mother sues daughter's elementary school over cotton-picking project. So a black mother filed a lawsuit against her child's elementary school over an assignment that students had to pick cotton. So back in 2017, a teacher at Southwest at uh, Laurel Cinematic Arts created... Damn, that's a long-ass school name. But got me feeling like a uh, Webby. God damn, we got some names on this motherfucker. <laughs> I ain't reading the rest of that shit. <laughs> they created they created a cotton field in front of the school and made assignments assignments for students to pick cotton. Her reasoning for picking uh, the project to identify the real life experience of an African American slave. In response, a black mother, not you know, Rashonda, whatever, uh, filed a lawsuit against the school because uh, when she had heart she found out her 14 year old daughter was picking cotton so she you know now they trying to like defend it like you know picking cotton was one of the experiences that frederick Douglass wrote about knowing the fact that that was hella years ago exactly <laughs> yeah I, I, shortly after slavery yeah uh but yeah she she called it for it to be removed um, you know, they, they say right now they couldn't make any type of promises, but li- nonetheless, y'all, she was like, nah, I'm not about to just, like, and on top of that, like, what do you gain from just picking cotton in 2020? Oh, Co- y'all, what Cody was talking about, my experience, <laughs> is when I was in elementary school, I had a PE, PE class, uh, our PE teacher's name was Mr. Mims, and one of our exercises that he had is, and I didn't realize until I became an adult that it was very slavery-driven. Um, we had an exercise called picking cotton. <laughs> and you would bend over. <laughs> and you would count. Like, you would, like, tap the ground. Like, like go, like, go, like, you go one, two, 
three, clap. And <laughs> he had us real doing real slave work. We had another one called milking cows, <laughs> where we had a where we had both our arms out. It's actually a very painful exercise. Cause That's probably why he did that. Yeah, you have your arms out, and you literally start moving your arms right everywhere. <laughs> it's called milking cows. So you have milking cows and picking cotton. This is so let me ask you this: Did he at least demonstrate it first before he did yeah, it? Yeah, he showed us all. Yeah, he went all this stuff. And apparently, too, that's not the only school he see, he taught that shit. That was a routine. He taught all the. Oh, so when he did the school different yes. schools, he did. He did our school, and I found he did it at Thelma Parks. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yo, picking cotton in like 2022. Picking cotton after slavery days is wild. <laughs> yes. Okay. So here's my can you believe this shit? So, um, okay. So this is what caught my attention, and I'm going to read you the story. Okay. It says Enter Alan Rothenstein, a Las Vegas landlord who compelled a homeless mother of five to sign a lease that required her to give him blowjobs on demand for five years and barred her from dating any man that's physically bigger than him or <laughs> or that owned guns. Okay, well. Wow. <laughs> ever says, this is crazy. Landlords are famously miserable leeches who exist only to collect money, ignore rodent and mold infestations. So considering that very low bar and the sheer volume of bad landlords, so that this one was a... I'm trying to go to the story, y'all. Sorry. Yeah, it says enter... Yeah, so he, you know, Alan Rothenstein. So Candy Torres sued Rothenstein. In April 2019, over this absolutely batshit housing agreement, which she says she signed under protest because she was desperate. The legal complaint states that, Ro I can't pronounce her name, Roth, mm -hmm. compelled Torres to sign a stack of lease agreements, which included an Ill illegal activity form and a direct consent for sexual in intercourse and or fellatio or cunnilingus form after she refused to give him a hand job. Um, Roth, uh, according to this happened, you know, of course, in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. admitted that he had done this in court records. He said any agreements or documents mentioned speak for themselves. <laughs> so he like, yeah, I, I said that shit. Um, so it says what happened was back in April 2018, Taurus was a homeless mother of five when she was approved for a federal housing voucher from the housing authority. The voucher allowed for her to rent a home from a private landlord, but she only had 90 days to find a place, and every landlord she contacted refused the voucher. And she said before this, her and her kids had been living in a hotel, had been living like in a residential hotel. Um, I ain't trying to read all this shit. God damn, they got some words on that motherfucker. Don't they? <laughs> God damn. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, he tried to evict her. Uh, she wasn't allowed to 
basically date, which is crazy. And she had agreed to have sex with him for five years. Oh, but so he's under trial right now. I, uh, he's been fined $94,000 from the Fair Housing Act because he took her voucher. Mm. But his licenses have been expired. Mm. But, yeah, that's it. That's crazy. Crazy. And he's a white, old white man. Man, that's crazy. Well, uh, that was a pretty good, you know, show and everything and everything like that. Is there anything that you want to mention before we get out of here? No. All right. Well, until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye. And everyone, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean, as well as follow us on all social media platforms at RNDM Combos. Thank you for listening.